Welcome to Poptopia. Welcome to Poptopia, your podcast for all things pop culture. I'm your host, Paul French, and it is Tuesday, December 22nd, 2009. On today's show, Avatar banks a whole boatload of cash. California says Polanski is still on the hook. And Brian Singer makes a return to the X-Men. Okay, so first things first, you know, it, it, again, it doesn't matter how much this movie makes, but as long as, as long as, uh, well, you know, it's just that it moves everything forward. And, you know, I've been hearing a lot of interesting things about Avatar and uh, talking about the, the new technology that Cameron developed. Um, you know, Sigourney Weaver last week was on The Daily Show talking about when they actually uh, did the performance capture for their parts. And it's like, you know, they basically all go through the scene, they get the best scene, and then basically from there all the coverage and everything can be done without the actors. It's kind of a director's dream. And it takes me back to that whole thing, uh, you know, that, that whole thing about Hitchcock saying, uh, um, he didn't say that actors were like cattle. Yeah. So basically, you know, this will definitely be a boon for, uh, for the, uh, the the more demanding filmmaker, you know, like Cameron, like say a, a Michael Bay and that sort of thing. Um, definitely some, some huge progress being made with this. And it it seemed it made made some decent cash over the weekend too. So let's go through the uh, the top five at the box office. Uh, number five was New Moon, of course, uh, one of the Twilight series, down to uh, four point three seven mil uh, for the weekend, uh, bringing the total take to two hundred seventy five mil. Uh, number four, did you hear about the Morgans? Uh, banked seven million dollars. That's the movie starring uh, Hugh Grant and his horse. Just kidding. All right, number three, The Blind Side, uh, made uh, another ten million, bringing the total take to one hundred sixty-five million. Never would have seen that one as a as a potentially two hundred million dollar flick, and I, I I wonder. I think it's going to end up that way. Uh, it's been doing really well, and it's uh, uh, rare indeed for a movie to three weeks into release suddenly take the top spot. So, hey, kudos to them. Um, number two, The Princess and the Frog, another twelve point two million for a total take of forty four point eight million, and of course, number one was Avatar. Now. The the official sort of result, uh, um, you know, according to uh, Box Office Mojo and all those other places that uh, that put it out there, you know, this is uh, on IMDb and also uh, the Hollywood Reporter, seventy three mil. As it turns out, though, they're saying that it may have actually done better than that. Um, they're saying that uh, you know, because all these things end up being based on projections. You know, they know by the end of Friday sort of what what they're going to do basically by how it's tracking. But they ended up doing about four million dollars more than they had initially estimated, and um, and so that that made a huge difference. Obviously, um, well, I mean, huge is is relative in as a percentage to that. But basically, uh, they they, it, they did more business than projected on Sunday. So by early morning, they were figuring that the domestic haul would be about seventy three seventy seven point three five million. Um, you know, this all comes down to the whole record thing, right? You know, basically, uh, Will Smith's uh, I Am Legend a couple of years back did uh, 77.2 million. And so still kind of technically retains the, um, the, the, the record. But, you know, what they're saying is, well, maybe we did a bit better than we thought. So it remains to be seen if that'll be counted as an official statistic. Exactly. All right. So, um, so what's coming out this week? Well, this week we get It's Complicated. Uh, this is from Nancy Myers. This is the one that stars Meryl Streep, Steve Martin, Alec Baldwin, uh, et cetera, et cetera. And uh, so this is um, basically Meryl Streep uh, is um, 
she hooks up with her ex-husband, uh, played by Alec Baldwin, who's married to a, a much younger woman. And, of course, then you've got uh, her also feeling drawn to Steve Martin's character. So there you go. Um, now, there's there's a whole thing about how Nancy Myers really wasn't too happy with the way uh, Sony handled her last project, which was The Holiday. Um, again, you know, it, it did not do well at all. Um, still, ha- it had an A-list uh, uh, cast and all that kind of stuff, but just didn't happen well. So this one's with uh, Universal, and so we'll see how, how much better this one does. Um, and you know you've also you also end up with Rita Wilson in this, John Krasinski, uh, Lake Bell making a making a, a return. We haven't seen her in a couple of years, um, so should be interesting. Um, also coming out, the Imaginarium of Doctor Parnassus. It's going to be interesting to see if this one does uh, as well as Heath Heath Ledger's other last film. Um, a lot of people wondering if uh, if this was going to be you know the the best thing uh, Gilliam's done, but uh, there's been some confusion. Uh, you know, certainly the uh, the trailer. It, you know, I I can't tell what this thing's supposed to be about, but um, you know that said, I, I seldom seldom miss a uh, um, a Gilliam uh, movie when it comes out, and sometimes that's for the best. You know, sometimes not so much. But uh, it, it's going to be interesting to see how well. You know, this is a huge cast. You got uh, you know a lot of big names in it, but also you've got the final performance of uh, Heath Ledger, and uh, it's going to be interesting to see if uh, um, if again this tracks as well as the, as the last time that happened. Um, and certainly, that was a big, a big, huge part of the success of uh, of the Dark Knight. Of the Dark Knight was the fact that uh, that you know every a lot of people were going to see it because of uh, because of Heath Ledger and, and that the publicity that that brought to it. Also opening this week, Guy Ritchie's Sherlock Holmes movie. This one is the one starring Robert Downey Jr., Jude Law, and Rachel McAdams, and uh, they basically uh, engage in a battle of wits and brawn with a nemesis who was plotted as a threat to all of England. Um, you know, again, this 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 is let's face it. You know, for for those who are huge Holmes fans, I count myself as one of them. Um, this isn't going to be, you know, this ain't uh, this ain't Basil Rathbone's uh, Holmes. You know, this is the way to look at it is, it's like the Pirates of the Caribbean, only done Sherlock Holmes style. Um, you know, so. I, and I gotta say, a lot of it just a lot of the look of it reminds me, for better or worse, of um, the League of Extraordinary Gentlemen. And most people will take that as for the worst, but I'm still gonna check it out because Sherlock Holmes, dude. Um, Alvin and the Chipmunks, the Squeakquel. Yeah, um, I'm you know me. I'm I'm gonna wait until uh, until they actually you know come out with the whole trilogy in a box set of uh, of Alvin and the Chipmunks. So um, Alvin Simon and Theodore put aside music superstardom and return to school, uh, where they look to win a twenty five thousand dollar prize in a battle of the bands contest. Yes, expect also to see the Chipettes. All right, um, and of course, up in the air from Jason Reitman, starring uh, George Clooney, Vera Farmiga. Um, it, this will be uh, expanding on the 23rd. So so uh, those of you who haven't been able to see it yet will be able to see it. And also Rob Marshall's Nine uh, will expand. And uh, so there we have it. That is what's coming out this week and uh, the things you can check out, um, you know, after the, after the turkey is done. Um, looks like all this stuff is coming out on the 23rd, though. I'm just checking to see. The, yeah, it doesn't have enough. Oh, I guess that would be. Yeah, it's all opening this week. So there you have it. Okay, so um, what else we got? Uh, also, uh, on the weekend, um, 
um, star Brit- Brittany Murphy passed away uh, at the age of 32. Uh, a 911 call uh, at 8.32 in the morning um, brought uh, medics to find her in cardiac arrest. Um, there has been an autopsy completed, uh, but officials are not planning on disclosing what they found anytime soon. Uh the chief coroner, assistant chief coroner, sorry, Ed Winter, told uh, E! News that he'll be withholding the final report on Murphy's shocking death on, on Sunday until he gets the toxicology test back, and that's expected to take up to six weeks. There was no evidence of trauma to the body. Um, they said that she had been suffering from flu-like symptoms in recent days. So, uh, you know, there were prescription drugs found uh, found around and all that. Um, you know, she's had some much publicized troubles uh, of, of recent, and... Um, but, you know, you never know what's happening to someone behind closed doors. So uh, I think it's just a sad thing that uh, that someone that young uh, has passed. And uh, and I think um, I think people would do well to leave it at that rather than have to pick over every detail because sometimes you get down to it, it's nobody's business. It's just kind of a sad thing. So um, in other news, um, <laughs> California courts have refused to dismiss the sex case of Roman Polanski. Um, basically the appeals court on Monday rejected his bid to have the case dismissed and cited grave, uh, but they did cite grave concerns over possible judicial and prosecutorial misconduct. And this is the second uh, district court of appeal announced that they denied the position, the petition, but justices saying they are deeply concerned about the alleged, uh, misconduct. We encourage, they said, we encourage all participating parties to do their utmost to ensure that this matter now draws to a close in a manner that fully addresses the issues of due process and fundamental fairness raised by the events of long ago. Um, you know, Hey, I love Chinatown as much as the next guy. Absolutely love that movie. Really enjoyed The Pianist as well. And uh, and hey, I've enjoyed most of the movies I've seen by Polanski. It doesn't mean you get a it doesn't mean you get a pass on rape. And you know people can say that that's not what it was, but we know that it was. Come on, seriously. Um, anyway, so so basically, this will seem like a, a blow to his efforts to have it dismissed. Uh, of course, he's still uh, in in custody in uh, in Switzerland. And uh, his attorneys had argued that the misconduct in the case was grounds for dismissal of uh, of this charge of having unlawful sex with a minor, a charge for which he's already been convicted, right? Right? I mean, that's the thing is, anyway. Uh, so the passing of more time before this uh, case's final resolution will further hamper, hamper the search for truth and the delivery of any appropriate uh, relief. Um, hang on a second. Hang on a second. You know, oh, oh, well, you know, it was it was 30 odd years ago, but, you know, another couple of weeks. Well, that's going to make everything, everything really, really tough to tell. Come on, seriously. Uh, anyway, of course, Polanski fled the U.S. in 1978 on the eve of his sentencing. He had pleaded guilty. <laughs> Prosecutorial misconduct or not, he pled guilty uh, to one count of unlawful uh, sexual contact with uh, with the victim, uh, Samantha Geimer. Um, anyway, just absolutely ridiculous. So um, I'm just glad to see he's not getting a free pass on this. 
Okay, uh, Brian Singer returning to the X-Men. He has officially signed to develop and direct the movie X-Men First Class. So this one uh, basically will behave like a prequel to the, the other uh, X-Men movies. And he's admitted that while he can't talk specifically about the story because it is top secret, he is locking down what part of the X story it'll cover. It's basically about the formation of the X-Men, how they began, and the relationship between a young Xavier and a young Magneto. And since it'll borrow elements from um, Eric Lencher's longer life, it'll be even more likely that, that the Magneto origin movie will be shoved back on the schedule as Fox concentrates on this. He says that this uh, story would probably utilize some of the Magneto story because it deals with a young Magneto. So it might supersede that because this would explore that relationship, again, between a young Magneto and and a young Xavier. Um, I'm not sure uh, sure what the you know they haven't uh, discussed any any casting yet as far as you know who's going to play um, the um, the younger um, you know the younger Magneto and the younger uh, Xavier. Hopefully they're not going to just depend on uh, on doing this like the uh, horrendous CGI in the uh, Wolverine movie uh, that they used to make Patrick Stewart seem younger because. Uh, in the meantime, uh, Singer is going to be working on uh, Jack the Giant Killer, which is his next scheduled movie. And so that's the plan right now. So um, they've got a script for that. They're in visual development and apparently have all the artwork and previs going. So uh, unless there's some hiccup in the development of that, then, then it can switch around. Uh, there is also talk of uh, a bit of talk, and this comes from a, a recent uh, um interview on uh, empireonline.com uh, and he sort of gets into discussing uh, his his proposed Battlestar Galactica and Excalibur neither one seems at all certain at this point so uh, so it's all it's pure conjecture as to whether or not those things are actually going to happen but um, you know hey singer back on the X-Men um, certainly the third movie suffered from his absence Personally, I think the first one suffered from his presence, but I think actually that was probably more studio, studio interference and all that kind of thing. Because as it turns out, that does happen. Who saw that coming? Um, anyway, so that's uh, that's basically what's going on in the world of pop culture today. Um, I will be back next week with a year-end uh, wrap-up. And uh, I know there hasn't been that many episodes this year, but I will be wrapping up what uh, what I enjoyed in what I enjoyed and didn't so much enjoy in movies, TV, books, comics, all that kind of stuff. Uh, basically, I'll do a top five of the best and a bottom five of the worst, and uh, and all kinds of discussion as to to what that was about and why I chose certain things for that. So don't worry, none of the choices will be left without some sort of explanation. Not that I feel I necessarily owe an explanation, but hey, I got 15 minutes to fill, right? That's what's going to happen. I do want to take a moment to thank everybody for the uh, messages of encouragement that I uh, received over the past week and uh, people welcoming me back to doing the show. I really do appreciate it. It's one of the things that makes it all worthwhile. And comments of that sort are always welcome at poptopiapodcast at gmail.com. And have a great holiday and I will catch you all next week.